Hello and welcome to Inspired with me. I'm Linda Mariano and coming up for you in this episode, you're hearing from Montaigne. In 2016, when she released her debut album, Glorious Heights, it was a really big year for her. The album earned her a J Award nomination for Australian Album of the Year. She won an ARIA as well for Best Breakthrough Artist. And this particular song, Because I Love You, came in at number 25 in Triple J's Hottest 100. So it was huge. A really great story behind this track too. You'll hear Montaigne talking about the first really heavy relationship breakdown that she's ever experienced and about how she was listening to a lot of talking heads. So let's do it. This is Montaigne and Because I Love You. Welcome into Triple J. Montaigne, hello. Thank you, Linda. Hi. You're still bouncing along and getting that song stuck in your head. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's catchy. <laughs> it just like, just gets lodged in there. Sometimes that's kind of annoying, but, um, you know, I'm, I made that. It's my baby, so I'm proud of it. <laughs> you created a, a true earworm. <laughs> but we want to go back to the start of this earworm. So it was the, around the middle of 2016 when this song was actually released. But at what point did this song actually start for you? I can actually tell you the exact date we started writing it. It was October the 8th of 2015. So because I, I work on Evernote, which is just a note-taking app, and it sort of records uh, when you've started a file and... It was started on the 8th of October 2015. <laughs> what was going on? Uh, well, I'd just broken up with my boyfriend on the 1st of May that year. Months later, get into the studio with Tony Buchan, who's my longtime collaborator, and I tell Tony everything, like he knows my whole life. And I was just thinking about this relationship that I'd had. And because after we broke up as well, it lingered a little bit. He sort of stuck around to try and get me back, I guess, you know. And it was a very complicated relationship. He was quite a character and I was very 18. Like I didn't know who I was and what I wanted and what my boundaries were. And I sort of like have had an upbringing that has fostered in me this desire to be very good at everything and to find everything tolerable. So I have like a very high pain threshold and when someone's like, here's something that you might not like and might be challenging, I'm like, I'll do it, <laughs> you know? At the time, it was very much like I was quite drawn to partners who, who were troubled. So when I wrote the song, I broke it up with him. And when we broke up, it was very much like, I, I love you, I just don't feel the spark anymore. And then when I wrote the song, it was kind of stream of consciousness. I just started writing this stuff about the relationship and it was stuff I hadn't actually realised I felt or noticed about the relationship. And when I wrote the song, after I wrote the song, that's when I actually realised, like, oh, like, it was a really fraught relationship. And it's interesting because, yeah, I stayed. Even though there were all these red flags about him, I stayed and, you know, because I was in love and I was 18. I think something that you come in... A mindset you come in with as a young person who's just becoming an adult, learning what it is to be in a relationship with other people in this world, learning what it is to love, you think 
that you're supposed to tolerate everything if you love the person. Like if you really love them, you'll just put up with it or you'll like stick with the relationship and make it work. And there's there's sort of like a truth in that, mm. but for him it was like, well, he just didn't listen. He believed that I was a young woman and my opinion was not as valid as his and so anything I said was just, you know, like water off a duck's back, you know. It's hard as well where if you're 18 and it's, I'm guessing, your first big relationship, you don't yeah. really have something to compare it to and go, well, actually I'm going to, I've got I've got a bar that's set at this level and you're not quite meeting it. Yeah, absolutely. I, did, I didn't have anything. He was the first person that I liked that liked me back and I think that's why I stayed because it was just reciprocation. I drive you to the gym and then I wait there for you. Well, let's move on and talk a little bit about the sound of the song because you said you were in there writing this record that went on to become Glorious Heights, the debut album from Montaigne. You were in there with someone you're very close with in a musical and also personal sense, Tony Buchan, producing this album for you. What in terms of sound was inspiring you when you were making this song? Uh, while we were making this song, I was basically non-stop listening to Remain in Light by Talking Heads, the whole record, and also This Must Be the Place to Deny Melody, which is my favourite song of all time. got into the studio usually what would happen in those sessions was Tony had two adjacent rooms one was his main studio where he had his you know desktop and like a bunch of instruments and stuff in there and gear and then the next studio there was a piano and a vocal mic and so for the first few hours of the day I would go into the piano space and so Tony was mocking something up I was like yeah it's like almost there and then I, I stepped into the other room and was like, hey, just like while we're on this train, I actually have an idea. And then we went to the piano and he sort of played me something in a certain chord progression. I was like, cool, but what if we did this? And then I am doing the dun, 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 like that piano progression that's in the song now. And it kind of started from there. Like it was just that. And I think what was in my head was the feeling of this must be the place my melody, which is like a very different song, I think. But it was that... I don't know, just the talking heads aesthetic. No, I, there's when you say that, there are, there are a couple of things that really m- make sense in that way that talking heads are a band, like this song, that make hooks that are seemingly cute yeah, 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 and yeah, happy. Exactly. Uh, cute, I feel like, especially is the word with yeah. that naive melody track. Yeah. Uh, yet there's a melancholy and a yeah. sadness totally. to the stories that David Byrne sometimes tells, and that's kind of what this is. It's this happy... Yeah. Or like, especially like this kooky synth, I love, yeah. I love in the track. Yeah, which kind of masks the fact that you're writing and singing about something that was quite unhappy. Yeah, and, absolutely. And quite toxic. Yeah, I mean, no, that's that's perfect. Like you've nailed it. That's kind of what I wanted to do. And what I sort of strive to do in a lot of my music is like find those juxtapositions because I think they're so tasty. Um, but with also the cuteness of it, like especially that synth. Uh, I also love video games and what I really loved about a lot of the choices that Tony was instinctively making was that they did sound quite video gamey. Like that that synth in particular just made me like... Yeah, the da-da-da. Yeah, yeah, it, which I really loved and I sort of like pushed him 
towards making those choices. It reflects on other songs in the album too, like Till It Kills Me. Like I literally made a decision about like the chord progression because of Howard Shaw's composition on The Lord of the Rings. Like that's kind of very nerdy. It's Montaigne, Because I Love You, for Inspired. And, man, if you want to check out some more episodes, there is a whole stack for you. There was a recent one where I spoke to American producer Irl Grime about the making of his track, I Want to Know, featuring Daya. He talked about what was going on in his world at the time, as well as the fact that he was actually influenced by something that he did a couple of years earlier. I think for me... One reference I went into for like the big production of like the big like dance sound was I did a remix of uh, The Hills by The Weeknd in like 2015 or something. And I wanted to sort of make something along those lines. That's R.L. Grime talking inspired. I'll catch you next time. See ya.